Welcome to Pod Logic, presented by Straight Up Podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Logic. Man, it is it's good to be back uh, in the studio. It was a long week of traveling out to Orlando, but today's episode is going to be uh, the audio version of an article that I wrote for the Podcast Business Journal that is out today. If you want to read that article as well as some other great articles uh, from today check out uh, the link below. It'll be in the description. So the 10 things that I learned at Podcast Movement, these will be slightly different. Some will be pretty similar to uh, the recap, but these go into a little bit more detail than the three previous episodes that I did. So as I sat in the jam-packed convention hall, I suddenly found myself in awe of how large this community really is. I met people from all walks of life while in Orlando, a content development executive from Alabama, a school bus driver from Wyoming, a fellow founder of a podcast company, and of course, plenty of talented hosts. For those of you who weren't able to attend, I highly encourage you to try to in future years. The convention really is a valuable experience because you build relationships as well as learn from and meet leaders in the podcast industry. I'm looking forward to next year's convention, which will be in Dallas, and I will certainly be in attendance and hope you will be too. Until then, I've compiled the 10 most important takeaways from my first time at Podcast Movement. Number one, Start with why. There are arguably infinite reasons why someone would want to start a podcast, but you need to hone in on what is driving yours. If it's to become Joe Rogan in under six episodes, maybe you should return that mic back to Amazon. The podcasters who succeed are the ones who are passionate about what they're covering, whether it's ghost stories, interviewing a venture capitalist, or the daily news without the political twist. Providing a unique value to your audience should be your utmost focus. Number two, content is king. Aaron Mankey of Lore said it best. If they aren't talking about your show, it's not worth talking about. Your content is what's going to draw the listener in and not only should it bring them to your show, but get the listener to advocate for it, to tell their network. Consistently compelling content is what separates the lures of podcasts from the rest of the pack. Number three, audio. Get it right the first time. Although we were postponed by a fire alarm, I thought that Marcus DePaula's session was one of the most insightful of the week. He argued against recording complacency. Don't say, we'll fix it in post. Instead, make the small adjustments, whether it be ambient or digital, before recording rather than scraping together subpar audio after the recording session. These quick fixes could be moving the mic closer to the guest's mouth, finding a room with decent acoustics, turning off the room's fan, or rebooting their computer in case of an internet dropout. In short, get the best audio file from the beginning and save your producer and yourself editing headaches. Your audience will have fewer barriers to overcome to consume your podcast. Number four, your podcast can be so much more than a podcast. My favorite session was with Barstool Sports, Deirdre Lester, and Ad Results Media's Marshall Williams. They encouraged us to think about our work more as a franchise than just a podcast. They spoke about how popular podcasts can be leveraged beyond the mic and into merchandise, advertisements, segment sponsorships, and massive social media growth the show becomes a brand to be capitalized on. Diehard podcast fans want to wear the show, tweet the show, and buy what the show has to offer. Don't limit yourself. This is the chance to create community through your podcast and develop the value of your personal brand at the same time. Number five, promoting products you care about is a win, win, win. Marshall and Deirdre also spoke to the effectiveness of a baked-in ad read versus a dynamic ad insertion. Now, in either type of promotion, if the read is about a product that you can relate to and genuinely enjoy promoting, then both the advertiser and you win. But how is it a win-win-win? 
It's a win for you, the host. You get to advertise on your podcast, which means more money in your pocket. You may also receive some free goodies from your sponsor for your loyalty as a promoter. Win for the audience. Your audience genuinely wants to know what you think of the products you're promoting. Through baked-in ad reads, the ad becomes a part of the content, something to be enjoyed rather than a radio-style ad that takes the listener out of the flow of your podcast. The audience may also get a nice discount on certain products with promo codes provided by you. Finally, a win for the sponsor. By developing a relationship with the host, they're able to secure a dedicated audience to promote their product or service. Even better for the sponsor is to have it read by a personable host with a unique approach of fusing their content with what they have to offer. The more seamless the transition is from content to ad back to content, the more attention their product gets from listeners. Number six, consistency is the key to growth. The most popular podcasts hold themselves to the highest of standards and their listeners hold them to even higher standards. Just like knowing your favorite restaurant will be open at the same time every week when you go for dinner, new episodes should be there consistently. The fastest way to kill an audience is to randomly stop putting out episodes for three weeks and hop back in like nothing happened. A podcast takes commitment and you will be rewarded with consistent downloads and increased growth. Number seven, work with your audience. Greg Clunas was a great speaker for both rookies and veterans on just how important our audience is and how to work with them. Who better to tell you what works on your podcast and what doesn't than the people who consume your content on a daily or weekly basis? He highlighted several ways to reach out to your audience to hear what they want more of and what you should consider reworking in future episodes. Create a Facebook group and encourage listeners to participate in polls. Create a dedicated podcast email to communicate directly with your biggest fans. Set up a Calendly and actually speak on the phone with listeners for personal direct feedback. Leverage your social media and engage with your listeners on a variety of platforms. Number eight, don't just have guests, have great guests. Pete Mockatite is co-hosted with Rich Jones on a lecture on streamlining production, especially with guests. Now, we all know that having guests on your podcast is a great way to grow your audience. How do you determine good guests from great ones? Well, they should have some kind of digital presence, whether that be a Facebook community, YouTube channel, Twitter following, or podcast. Then you need to critically consume the content they're putting out. Does it align with the theme of your podcast? Are they a decent interviewee on other shows? When they speak, do they draw you in with interest, leaving you wanting to hear more? If so, they qualify as a great guest and someone you should seriously consider sharing with your audience. Number nine, share beer and pizza on social media. Tim Street was phenomenal in his experience of growing podcast audiences. He talked about how we should, quote, share beer and pizza on social media. Essentially, he meant that by creating a media habit with your platforms and providing consistent content that's interesting and engaging, you find the opportunity to grow. Anyone can tweet a link out, but adding value to that medium is what helps drive new potential listeners to your podcast. Whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit, you need to provide content suited for current users, but also draw new eyes. And finally, number 10, leverage the community. In my mind, the biggest takeaway from Podcast Move in 2019 is that every podcaster has a varying process and through rigorous trial and error have found different paths to success. I appreciated how open and welcoming all the podcasters were about sharing their knowledge and stories with others. I think it's extremely important to research and find these people on online communities and forums. On these platforms, you can then swap ideas and questions and keep ahead of trends in technology. When you find like-minded individuals, you can learn from them about finding advertisers and creating a product that provides value to your audience and puts money in the bank. Clearly, we are not alone on this journey, so let's help one another produce the best versions of our podcast that's possible.
check out that article uh, if you want to read it further. Again, there's links to other articles uh, below as well from the Podcast Business Journal. Really enjoyed writing this for them and really, really enjoyed going to Podcast Movement. Uh, to tune in to future episodes of Pod Logic. hit that little subscribe button. Uh, thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens to the episodes and giving some critical feedback. I really do appreciate that and I'm always looking to learn along with everybody else. So, We also have content available on YouTube as well. And if you or somebody you know is looking to start a podcast, but you want to save hours finding the right equipment, editing and production, and consulting on what really goes into making a high quality podcast, go check us out at www.straightuppodcast.com.